Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Now, today I wanted to talk about injuries and I wanted to run you through a 10-step plan, so something practical that you can use to help you get yourself back on your feet if you are working through an injury. Now, one of the biggest downfalls that I see when it comes to injuries is that people often try to manage them without a plan. So having a plan can make all the difference to the time that it takes to recover as well as your headspace during that whole ordeal. So I know it can be really hard to put an exact time frame on recovery and it's usually something that we're all chasing. It is nice to know exactly how long it's going to last, when it's going to get better um, and when we can return to our normal activities. But in the interim, I think knowing what steps you are going to take um, and mapping out what your next step will be not only allows you to see clear progress in your recovery, but also helps to keep you on track and moving forwards, which is really, really important because one of the biggest things we often feel um, when we are trying to manage an injury is that we are quite stagnant and it can be really hard to track progress. So the other reason I'm looking to give you a 10-step plan is because um, having a plan when you are managing an injury can be a game changer from a mental perspective, so or a psychological perspective, I should say. But having a plan gives us hope, and we all need a little hope and motivation when it comes to dealing with injuries. So I'm not going to uh, give you any specific advice on here, as uh, that's obviously going to differ quite widely depending on the nature of your injury. Um, but your allied health professional, so your physio, your exercise physiologist whoever you're seeing during this time will be the one to guide you on this. So make sure that you do pick their brains. Um, And as a formal disclaimer, because uh, unfortunately they are needed in this world, this episode, guys, is not medical advice and it should not be taken as such. So this is a basic um, or this is just basic generalized information, which you might use as a guide when you're creating a plan to help you get yourself back on your feet after an injury. So let's get into this. Now, step number one of your plan, if you sustain an injury, is to get assessed. Okay, so preferably by uh, what we call an AHP, so an allied health professional. So that might be a physio, it might be an exercise physiologist. Um, If you have a chiro that you work with quite closely, they can likely do the job as well. So get yourself assessed. And the reason for this, it is really important to know your diagnosis. Now, without getting any scans and things like that, Uh, nothing is ever really going to be concrete, but we can get a pretty clear idea of what we're looking at and what we're needing to manage um, if you get a proper assessment done. So once you have a diagnosis, you can then create a suitable management plan and rehab plan. Um, And your physio, your ex-phys should be able to help you with this. Now, if you see someone 
um, to help you manage your injury and they assess you and you don't walk away with a clear plan and some rough timeframes as a starting point, then I would strongly recommend you go see someone else. So walking out with a, you know, very vague, try this and see how you go with no follow-up is really not acceptable. Sorry, guys. And it's not going to help you uh, get on your feet any faster post-injury. So Um, it's really important that they give you some clarity after that assessment. You may be left with a few exercises or at least a starting plan of what to do next. Um, And it's also really important that they book in a follow-up with you if it is required. Okay, so particularly for more complex issues. So step number one of your um, plan when you have an injury, get yourself assessed and get a diagnosis so that you know what you're working with. Now, Step number two, understand what you can do and what you should be avoiding at this particular time. Um, And again, this is something if you don't know yourself that your um, health professional should be able to guide you on. So should you be resting completely? For how long? Should you be stretching? Which ones? Should you be loading the injured joint or tissue? By how much? Do you need to take anti-inflammatories for how long? Should you be using ice? Should you be using heat? Okay, so there's some of the things initially that you need to be asking around what you should be doing, what you should be avoiding, um, because how we manage an injury in the very early stages can have quite an impact on um, how our recovery pans out down the track. Okay, so that is number two, understand what you can do and what you should be avoiding. Now, number three is really important. Ask if you can continue to train. Now, for a lot of people, if you have sustained that injury while you are out training, um, whether you're playing sports, whether you're in the gym lifting, um, whether you're running around with your kids, I imagine that it's going to be really important to you to be able to get back into those normal activities, hobbies, your training as quickly as possible. So in the meantime, knowing if you can continue to train um, is really important and can also provide quite a positive aspect, um, quite a positive spin on a negative situation um, from a psychological perspective. So knowing that we can still do something. Now, Um, unless you have had a really catastrophic injury that's left you flat on your back in bed recovering, then my answer to this question, and it will be an almost global answer, is going to be yes, you should be able to do something. And if you see a physio, EP or health professional, you've sprained your ankle and they've said do nothing, go and see someone else, okay? Because your ankle is one small part of your body um, and it doesn't write you off completely. So your health professional should be able to work with you to determine exactly what you can do in your training. Um, can you still use that injured body part to a certain extent and they will help you work um, out what parameters you need to put in place around that to keep you safe? Or do we need to focus on training other body parts, okay? Now, I think the other thing to remember here when we look at whether or not we can continue to train with an injury is, guys, don't get lazy, okay? So an injury is not an excuse to do nothing. Now, the number of times that I hear people say they can't get to class today, um, they can't exercise at the moment because they're injured is, quite frankly, a load of rubbish when we know these injuries are restricted to an ankle, a knee, 
a shoulder, a wrist, or an elbow, for example. So I'm sorry to be blunt here, but if you really want to move, um, then you will find a way to do so safely while injured. And again, guys, I'm not talking about anything that is completely catastrophic. So if you don't want to move, you'll find excuses. Um, But if you do want to move, you will find a way. So um, again, remembering the more we can keep moving, um, there's the benefits of moving throughout an injury and being able to train around an injury often outweigh the risks of actually um, of training in that situation. So let's say that you are, and I'm still on point three, know if you can continue to train while you have your injury, but let's say that you're one of the proactive ones um, and you're looking for alternate safe ways to train around that injury. Now, here are just a few suggestions for you to consider um, if you can't train in your usual way. So if you're still wanting to train, you can modify the movement pattern. So if you can't squat, for example, you could box squat, you could leg press, um, or you might find that you can actually lunge depending on what your injury is. So perhaps you may not be able to fully reach overhead to do a shoulder press or a pull up if you have a shoulder injury. So in that case, you might be able to look at things that reduce the angle of your overhead press. So it might be an incline press or a flat bench press, um, which will take some of the load out of that overhead movement. Or if you can't do a pull up, it might be a kneeling high cable row. Okay. Again, where we've changed the angle of that overhead shoulder position. So modify what you need to if you're continuing to train and then continue what you can. So another modification you can make here while I'm on that point is you can reduce your load. So for example, if you are a runner and you're managing an injury, you might find that you can't sprint, but a lighter jog is quite manageable and doesn't cause any problems. So that might be one way that you're actually reducing the load. Now, lifters, if you notice that you can train a certain movement pain-free or injury-free at a lower load, then that might be something that you continue with. So for example, squatting with quite a heavy load for low reps might cause you problems if you're managing that injury, but you notice dropping back to an empty bar or even body weight squats does not cause any issues. So that's something that you can continue with. So we always want to look to continue as much as we can safely. Um, The other thing you can do to modify your training if you're managing that injury is to reduce your reps or your distance, uh, your volume or your frequency. So this might be as simple as doing two runs instead of four runs per week. Um, If that is a manageable load for you while you're injured, it might be reducing your training in the gym from uh, four sets down to two or three sets per muscle group, okay, until you are back to where you were uh, pre-injury. So the other things you can do to modify your training to keep you moving, identify other areas of weakness and work to bring these up to speed while you rehab your injured site. Um, So if you have an ankle injury, you know that you are lacking movement through your hips, um, perhaps, or even through your lower back. You might actually work on a mobility program that helps to improve movement in those areas whilst you are rehabbing your ankle injury. So injuries are a really in a blessing in disguise, but a great opportunity to then go and work on any other areas that you don't usually spend a lot of time on. 
Okay, now we can also train other body parts. So it might not be exactly what you want to train, but I can guarantee you it's going to be a whole lot better than nothing. So unfortunately, sometimes when we are injured, we just don't have the luxury of being choosy. So there's a few things that you can do there to help you continue training um, while you are managing that injury. So step one of your plan so far was get assessed, okay, know your diagnosis. Step number two, understand what you can do and what you should be avoiding at this time. And then step number three, ask if you can continue to train, okay, and then know what you can do there. Now, step number four is really important. Guys, do your rehab, stick to the plan. Um, This is key and it is often overlooked. Now, If you're not taking the time to rebuild your base and your foundations and do your rehab exercises, then we will have nothing to work on or work from in later weeks of your rehab, okay? So you can't go from A to Z in your rehab and expect to return to your usual activities, guys, without then getting re-injured. So um, you've become injured for a reason, right? Your body wasn't strong enough or mobile enough to cope with the demands of whatever you were doing at the time of the injury. So if you don't take steps to address that weakness, then you just should not be surprised if you re-injure yourself once you return to that activity. Okay, so we see this on repeat quite frequently um, when we're treating clients. People don't do their rehab exercises. The initial inflammation settles down they start to feel a bit better. They return to their, you know, sport, their activity, whatever they were doing at the time of the injury. And then four to six weeks later, they've re-injured themselves and they're back in the same place, if not worse off. Okay. And that is because they did not rebuild their base and their foundations. They didn't take the time to actually address and work on their weakness um, before they went back to their sport. Okay, so if you're banging your head against a brick wall and you're constantly pulling up with hamstring issues, um, you're constantly rolling your ankle on the netball court, your back is constantly sore when you are deadlifting, guys, you need to take the time to address whatever the weakness is that's causing that injury or aggravation. Okay, so point number four of your plan, do your rehab. Okay, number five. Um, And this will tie in with our first point, but make sure you review regularly with your health professional. Okay, so get that follow-up date booked in if you need one and know roughly what is on the cards. Know what you need to achieve before you go back in um, because you should be a part of your plan. So remember, one of the most important things is that you are in control of managing your injury. Okay, your injury is your responsibility. So your physio, your ex-phys, will help you out. They are there to guide you along the way, but they can't do it for you. All right. So get that review booked in with your um, physio and make sure you're staying on top of that plan. So that is point number five. Now, point number six, we're moving away from physio reviews. Make sure that your nutrition is on point. Now, I would hope that your diet is pretty good already. Um, But it becomes, I guess, even heightened. It becomes quite important when we are managing an injury that we're ticking all of those little boxes. So we're really looking to avoid any nutritional deficiencies, 
um, when we've got an injury, when we want to be eating to heal. So maintaining a really varied whole food diet, plenty of whole grains, complex carbs, a variety of plant-based foods, uh, your lean protein sources, your essential fatty acids. This will be uh, effortless if you've already got your good habits in place. Now, I'm obviously not qualified to go into any great detail on this topic, but an APD, so an accredited practicing dietitian or even a sports nutritionist can help if you have questions in this area. Now, I do have a nutritionist lined up to pop on and join me for a chat on this particular topic. So eating for um, injury recovery, so what you can do to manage your nutrition and what foods you should be including. Um, And she'll be joining me in one of my upcoming episodes. But in the meantime, as I said, vitamins, minerals, fiber, fatty acids are all important. Um, And I hope this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Guys, avoid alcohol. Unfortunately, that is not going to contribute to your recovery in any um, way at all. Now, when it comes to alcohol, what we do know is that alcohol alcohol can actually impair what we call muscle protein synthesis. Okay, so that is basically the laying down of new building blocks to help our muscles grow. Um, and studies actually have shown us that alcohol is quite a big contributor to muscle loss during injury, okay? So we know that alcohol can actually slow down our recovery while leading to an increasing level of body fat. So on top of this, you guys probably know when you have a few drinks and even one to two standard drinks can have an impact, um, but alcohol can impact our sleep quality and this will come into play later on. Um, But we're really wanting to make sure during our um, injury phase when we are looking to heal, our nutrition is on point. That generally doesn't, unfortunately, guys, take into consideration alcohol. Um, And again, a big reason for that is we also need our sleep on point and we don't want to do anything that is going to negatively impact our sleep. Okay, so that was point number six. Make sure your nutrition is on point. Now, point number seven is going to flow on from that. And what we really need to do is prioritize protein. Okay, so I think one of the first things many people tend to think when they have had an injury, they know that their training volume is suddenly going to be reduced. And one of the first things we think is, I'm going to have to cut back my calories my energy expenditure is going to be a little bit lower, so I just should not be eating as much during this period. Now, guys, what we do know, and hopefully some of you will take a little bit of reassurance in this, is that our body actually needs additional energy to help with the healing process. Okay, so if you're suddenly cutting your calories back, Um, you're missing out on a lot of the energy that your body is going to be needing to put into healing the injured tissues, all right? Now, when it comes to protein, some of the guidelines around this is to aim for a minimum of, say, 2 to 2.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day while you're managing an injury. So, yes, that is quite a lot, Um, but it can be quite helpful when we're looking to heal and lay down new tissue, okay? So if you can't manage that, 
they're saying aim for a minimum of 1.2 to 2.2 grams per kilo of body weight. So let me give you an example of that. And let's just work off two grams of protein per kilo of body weight per day. So if you weigh 60 kilos, what you would be aiming for if you're wanting to eat two grams of protein per kilo of your body weight each day is you need to be aiming for around 120 grams of protein. Now, that is not, guys, a 120 gram chicken breast or 120 grams of yogurt, okay? So there's around, just very roughly, 30 grams of protein in about 100 grams of cooked chicken. So... um. That would be if you have 100 grams of cooked chicken on your lunch for the day, there's going to be around 30 grams of protein there. Okay, so protein intake is really important um, and it is most beneficial just to try and spread that out evenly across the day, whether you're eating three meals or four meals. If you're aiming for 120 grams of protein across the day to hit that suggested target, then you might want to be aiming for, say, 30 grams of protein at each meal if you're eating four meals a day, all right? So protein helps to not only retain muscle, um, but the other reason we want to keep our protein intake up, it does help with the healing process, okay? So that is point number seven. Now, point number eight, um, as I've kind of touched on in the last um, step of the plan, we actually want to try and maintain our body weight, okay? Now, When we have an injury, it is not the time to try and improve your body composition, all right? So as I've mentioned, we know that both uh, reduced energy intake and excessive energy energy intake, so eating too much, can actually reduce our muscle protein synthesis, so our body's ability to maintain and build muscle. And we don't want that when you're managing an injury. We want to hold on to as much muscle as we can. So... Yes, you might burn less energy if you are training less. However, studies have actually shown us that you could also burn more energy at rest due to being in the middle of a recovery process, okay? So you don't want to be taking away calories that your body is trying to put into healing, all right? So the simplest thing we can do when we are injured, aim to maintain our body weight. So if you track your calories and you work or you're tracking it in a small deficit, um, bring yourself up to maintenance calories for the period that you're managing your injury, okay? And focus on the little things. Manage your consumption or avoid any excessive unhealthy fats, unhealthy sugars or processed foods, and of course, alcohol, all right? So that is step number eight, aim to maintain your body weight. Now, step number nine, we need to make sleep a priority. So hopefully you guys already have healthy habits around sleep. But what we do know is that we need to be aiming for at least, at least seven to eight hours sleep each night um, and preferably the upper end of that. So preferably much closer to eight hours, if not nine. And that is really good quality sleep that we're needing. Now, sleep is when our bodies work their best at recovering, healing and growing. So While you sleep, your brain is actually regulating different hormones that help your body with those processes. So do we need more sleep when we are recovering from an injury? Yeah, possibly. Um, And that's because growth hormones need to be released in greater amounts when our body is trying to heal from that injury. So these hormones, guys, are actually released during the deep sleep phase 
of your sleep cycle. So that recurs roughly every 90 minutes. So if we are cutting our sleep short or we're not getting good quality sleep that actually allows us to enter that deep sleep phase, um, then we are missing out on the release of growth hormones that is going to encourage that uh, tissue recovery and that tissue healing. Okay, so make sure your sleep hygiene is on point. Um, What you can do there is probably a topic or discussion for another episode, but there's also plenty of information up there on Google if you need any tips. And lastly, manage your mindset. So step number 10 of your plan, manage your mindset. So injuries suck, right? Like there's no other way about it. They're no fun at all. But what we need to remember is that they are not forever. Um, And you're just not going to be doing yourself any favors focusing on what you're missing out on or on the things you can't do. So get down, get upset. That's completely normal. Have your time to, you know, wallow in a little bit of self-pity, but then get up and move on. So when it comes to your mindset, have a recovery plan. So you've got 10 steps here that you can take away and work on. Focus on what you can do. Uh, If your training volume has been reduced, find a hobby or something similar to keep your mind busy until you can return to full training. So do something you don't normally have time for. It might be something as simple as reading a book. You might get creative by cooking, blogging. Um, You might find you've got a little bit more time for journaling. You might go for drives and explore new places. Okay, but don't let your mindset hold you back when it comes to um, managing your injury and recovering as quickly as you can. Okay, so let me go back quickly and summarize these points. So these are, I guess, an outline of a 10 step plan that you can use to help you get yourself back on your feet as quickly as possible after an injury. So number one, get yourself assessed and know your diagnosis. Number two, understand what you can do while you're injured and what you should avoid. All right. Number three, continue to train if you can. Guys, remember an injury is not an excuse to get lazy and it's not an excuse to get nothing to do nothing at all. Number four, do your rehab. Super, super important. Stick to the plan. Guys, if you don't do your rehab, you have no foundation upon which you can then grow and become stronger. Number five, review regularly with your health professional. So physio ex-phys, get those reviews booked in and make sure you know what the next step of your plan will be. Number six, make sure your nutrition is on point. Number seven, prioritize your protein. We want to be aiming to maintain as much muscle as possible and we also need that to help with our tissue recovery process. Number eight, aim to maintain your body weight. Remember, injuries aren't the time to try and jump into an aggressive cut. Number nine, make sleep a priority, really good quality sleep. And number 10, manage your mindset. Okay, it's probably one of the most important things overall. We can do a lot more when we're in a really strong and positive frame of mind and having a plan can help us do that. All right, so I hope you have found that there are a few takeaways that you can then apply from this episode. Um, hopefully you're not injured, but if you are, hopefully this gives you a practical um, takeaway that you can then use and start to work through steps one to 10, or you can see what might be missing in your plan. Okay. So guys, again, this article is not medical advice. 
general information only. Um, and if you do have any specific questions, then I would encourage you to speak to um, someone in the field that can assist you directly with your recovery. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, if you took any value out of it, I would love if you could take a screenshot from the episode. You can pop that up on your story. You can tag me at Gemalee underscore XFiz. You can also hashtag the Live, Move, Feel podcast. And guys, have a great week. Keep yourself moving. And I'll be back with another episode next week. Oh, 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 oh